our podcast called Knowledge Empowers. As always, with you is me, Kat Anaseo. Then we have Kolach. Hello, good morning, or actually, good afternoon. Dobry, dobry podvečer here in Slovakia. We have Baruš. Hello. And we have a new guest with us today, and her name is Latoya. Hey, how's it going? And Kolach, stop confusing our listeners because we always post it out on Monday morning. So who cares <laughs> what time it is when we're recording? <laughs> they, they know why we are not so swollen as, as usually we are. Oh, okay. But it drives more to the point than discussion, you know, like. First well, of the all, good news is it's morning for me, hence why I have the blurred background, because I have a miniature co-worker who trashed my office yesterday, uh, and he he's one, but uh, literally I walk in the office, I was like, this place is a mess, and I forgot, like, he was roaming while I was on call, on a, la- on a late call yesterday, he's, he's a very messy co-worker, uh, so okay. needless to say blurred background for me today that's okay that's absolutely okay <laughs> first of all guys say bata, or as we say happy new year or uh what do we say in slovak just oh my gosh like what language am i using um and and maybe you guys are wondering why we have this guest with us and uh, i've met this guest through my work uh, stream and I was absolutely stunned with few of the stories that Latoya absolutely shared. And yes, we're going to continue with the topic on diversity. And this this time we're gonna go further into details of generations or generation gaps or millennials, Gen Z, Gen Y or X or whatever. I always get confused like what generation I am. <laughs> All I know is I always say I'm old, so that's all I'm saying. <laughs> we already we already had this topic, but I I think we felt it's very one-sided because we are from one country and we were like, okay, what's what's Zoomers, Boomers, and other generations? Zoomers, <laughs> Boomers, <laughs> and and, and Latoya, just so you know, like each of us is also different culture background. So I used to live in awesome. UK and in Australia. Now Baruch here lived numerous years in China and UK oh. as well yeah. and in UK as well uh, college here never lived anywhere else <laughs> <laughs> just Slovakia just Slovakia <laughs> I love it back to the roots you know <laughs> somebody has to keep somebody grounded that's your job you keep exactly. everybody grounded exactly. yes and I'm I'm in a I'm basically I'm in Austin Texas so uh we've had some interesting weather around here but nonetheless uh in texas when when i when i imagine like typical american i imagine texas people i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> well you know there's a so I, I will say austin is a little bit different you'll you'll get a little bit of everybody in in austin it's a good mm-hmm. little you know you go to dallas dallas is more texas Okay. <laughs> uh, and then you go to Houston and Houston's a melting pot. So lots mm-hmm. of different cultures and people. And then Austin's a little bit in between. So you you may get more, you know, Soho hippies. You get a little bit urban, suburban. You get a good little mix of everybody. 
uh, everybody still wears cowboy boots, though. Like that's so, that's almost <laughs> standard. That, that's yeah. I think that's why the cowboys. That's that's why I'm thinking of <laughs> Texas when I think of you. Absolutely have cowboy boots. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in Austin, I haven't seen a single person wearing the cowboy boots. <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta not it's, one. It's, we don't. Wear, I I think like in tech, just like with regular, you know, in tech, you know, you're probably still gonna, you know, everybody's pretty casual. Um, Austin's a very casual city, but you know, I've seen you know people at weddings and all the you know if you're going out. Mm -hmm. If you're going out on town, you know, you may catch some some cowboy boots uh, for oh, sure. I've seen them at weddings, like a dress, a dress with cowboy boots, shorts with cowboy boots. Um, <laughs> actually, I wore them the other night. So I was out, we went out the other night last week and I had cowboy boots on. <laughs> so are you are you from Austin? Like originally have you uh so no, I'm actually originally from Texas. So I was born in Texas. But in a very small town in Texas, um, I was the same. only. Uh, so that's a funny story. Okay. <laughs> uh, so let me kind of explain, because <laughs> how how I'm about to explain this is going to be very round the way. So, um, so my family is originally from a town called Clarksville, Texas, mm -hmm. but I was actually born in New Boston, Texas, because Clarksville doesn't have a hospital. So. Mm -hmm. We had to go basically 30 miles south to New Boston, Texas. I was the only baby in the hospital um, when I was born. And so my mom was like, that's why you think you're the center of everything. I was like, hey, that's how I came in, right? Um, so that is, <laughs> but uh, so we lived there, but my parents were young, teenage parents. Um, and so they, my dad joined the military. So he was a Marine, the US Marine. And so he joined the military and so, we left Clarksville, we lived in Kansas City, I've lived in Oklahoma City, I've lived in New Orleans, uh, all very different places, uh, mm -hmm. culture-wise, right? Um, New Orleans was probably the largest culture shock for me because I had not lived in cities where there were predominantly Black people. So like that was like a whole thing. Uh, and then New Orleans has their own way of talking and communication and slang, and it's just very, very different. Uh, it was almost equivalent to going to another country, and I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> um, and so, and then I went to I went to school in Georgia. I met my husband, so we lived in Georgia and in a couple of cities in Georgia, and then we we moved here uh, to Austin. But yeah, it's uh, New Orleans is probably the 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 largest and hardest shift, um, just because the culture is so um, it's just so different. Um, and, and how they articulate, you know, that they have their own kind of thing. <laughs> so that was probably the biggest adjustment. So, so have you noticed, like, based on what you said, like the culture is very different in these places. So looking back, do you feel like you can, you can kind of like give a label to generations in each cities? And uh, I would say, so I think it's interesting. I wouldn't say necessarily different cities. I would say um, you can tell, for, for me, I think I can tell the difference generationally, especially in my culture, right? In mm -hmm. Black culture in America, like there are, there's a very big difference, you know, even between myself and my daughter, right? Mm -hmm. So she's a, 
she's a Z, she's a Gen Zer, right? So I'm a millennial, I'm an older millennial, but like nonetheless, uh, they call Zennials, right? So those of us who grew up through the rise of technology. So, but I can see the generational differences um, even between my parents, you know, who are X and then my grandparents because they grew up with a different set of rules, mm-hmm. right? Than we did just being black and being in America. Right. And then I think you get into the just how those generations work and show up. Then you have another then you can probably add another layer. So I I would say for me, kind of black culture is pretty consistent uh, in America. Like there, you know, the diaspora varies depending on south versus north and different things like that. But for the most part, I think there are some things that are kind of reign true uh, regardless of where you of where you live. I do think the South is probably that some of those things are harder ingrained than maybe mm-hmm. those in the North. Okay. So actually, like you said, no matter where you are, is it also no matter when you are, like no matter the time or has it yeah. changed? I, I think, um, I think over the last couple of years it's changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think, life experiences largely shape who you are, Mm. right? And so I think there are some questions, there are certain things that I don't question that my, like, maybe like, you know, the the generation before me would always question, right? Mm. Like, I don't always question if if something happens, it's because I'm Black. I don't always question that, right? Mm. It's, but generations before me, that's probably the default, but that is because that's the world that they grew up in right? Those are their life experiences, right? Like, you know, I have, like I said, I have very young parents. Um, so my parents are only in their fifties, but they still grew up in small towns, like, you know, their exposure. So like that shapes how, you know, maybe they view the world or like pretty much I, I, I experienced it a lot with generations that came even before me, um, that I think that question comes faster in their head than maybe it does mine. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think with my daughter, I don't, I don't think it crosses her mind hardly as much, if, if at all, right? Mm-hmm. This is a generation, you know, uh, during the lockdown of COVID, I mean, she had friends everywhere, right? Like, I didn't even know what Discord was. She's like, yeah, I met him on the server. I was like, what server? Like, I don't even know, like, where's this server at? Like, what is this thing? Like, I had, <laughs> and I'm pretty tech savvy, right? So it took me a, a minute to kind of like wrap my head around it, but she was on like a Discord server for Minecraft. So she had friends in the UK, all parts of the US, like, and I was like, wait, what server? Where where is this server? You were playing Minecraft. So it's, I think, you know, this next generation, um, I always like to talk about this next generation, they were born world citizens, right? Like they don't know, they have the world at their, like they literally don't. There's, there's no such thing as like borders and different things like that. Like the fact that you know, her friend, I won't say his name, but like, he's in the UK. I was like, and, and he, they would talk to each other and I would talk to him. And like, it was really awesome. And she got to experience and learn because they, they, they don't know any other world that is basically disconnected from borders and connected via the internet. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, before, you know, 20, 30 years ago, like if I wanted to learn about Bratislava or something, you, know, you had to go to a dictionary and then <laughs> you're behind right like not a dictionary encyclopedia right like yeah. you have like all right maybe Bratislava okay and it's a year behind so something could have changed but yeah. I don't know 
right? Like, so you weren't finding out things, you know, at the speed that they, it was really, you were finding it out at the speed of print um, versus kind of real time. So I want to go like two quick, one question back. Yep. Uh, you, you said that there were things that you would not question, your parents would question. And I don't want to sound like rude, but just to give you a little bit of an um, outline here. So in Slovakia, we have like very few black people. Maybe you can count them on one hand. So it's very rare for us. So, and, and it doesn't mean that we are, we are not interested in that part of culture. It's just for us, we have zero yeah. knowledge, okay? So yeah. when, when there was the movement of Black Lives Matters, Mm-hmm. Unless we really went and, and made a proper research, start watching YouTube, even mm-hmm. after that, we still didn't get it because we <laughs> live here totally different lives. And I can tell yeah. you one example when I had a colleague, he was from Dominican Republic, and he shared with me one of my training that when I came here to Slovakia, that was the first time I saw so many white people. And secondly, I start shooting videos of the garbage man because, and I was sending it home because in Dominican Republic, white means rich. And we never saw a garbage man, white garbage man. Whereas <laughs> here, whatever job there is, it, it's done by white yeah. people because that's all we have here, right? So <laughs> he was like, I was right. like, why would you shoot a garbage man? I'm like, okay, whatever. But it sort of just starts getting the connection, just so you know. So, um, can you tell us, like, or give us some examples of what that means when you've said yeah. there are things they would question, but you would not? Yeah, I think, and I think it's, I mean, I, and I would even venture to say, like, that generation. So, like, if we were mm-hmm. to say boomer, maybe some Gen, Z, Gen Xers, right? So, mm-hmm. Xers and boomers, I'm going to stick them kind of all in that in that bucket. So, say, for instance, you know, um, tech. I'm going to use tech. Tech is not as diverse, right? So, you know, there have been plenty of times I, if I'm in a room, I may be the only person in a room that looks like me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, if if there's an incident or something happens where, you know, um, you, I mean, you've all been in like situations like, oh, that was weird. That was awkward. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, or you're getting called out or something like that, or you're being, you're being treated slightly different than your peers. The first, what I, what I see sometimes with that, with that generation is that first generation, particularly, you know, your boomers and your Gen Xers, they will immediately associate it with your race, not necessarily your work or how you show up. And so sometimes it becomes really tough to decipher, especially when you're in industries, there's lots of industries, right? Like you look at finance industries, there's, you know, all these different industries that are still not as diverse um, and as a result of that, when you're the only person in the room, a lot of times I think it's the first default, you know, and so sometimes for me, I've just gotten, I've conditioned myself to not always go to that. I think there are times where, you know, unconscious bias plays a lot into that. Um, and so, you know, uh, I don't know, I, I kind of, with my dad being a Marine, I tell people like I was, I was raised very differently, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care what color you are. I'm just going to be the best in the room. So then if you're a jerk to me, I know it's your, you're a jerk. It has nothing to do with my race. It has everything to do with, I'm the best person in this room. I absolutely know I've blown you away. 
And at that point, you know, hey, like that, I mean, that's just literally how my dad, you know, kind of raised me. Um, and he's like, hey, you're a woman and you're a woman of color. And so you've got to make sure that you are knocking down. You've got to just be better and you've got to just work. You know, he always taught me, hey, you got to work twice as hard. But I actually don't teach that philosophy to my daughter. Uh, why is that? I teach her you, you need to work hard because that's what she's supposed to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. <laughs> right. Because like it's it's because what the, and the reason why I don't teach it to her is because I don't want to pass on. I don't want to pass on the the mindset of oppression. Mm -hmm. Right. So when I think about. um, So when I when I think I'll put it to you this way. So if, if I, I grew up saying, hey, you got to work twice as hard because, you know, you're a woman and then you're black. Right. So immediately it puts me in the minds. It can put you in the mindset that you're behind when the reality is I'm not behind. Like I already know, like I'm, I'm, I'm likely one of the smartest people in the room, like, you know, humble brag. It is likely very high. <laughs> right. So if you go from that standpoint, right. So versus teaching my daughter, like, Hey, you've got to work twice as hard because you're black and you're a woman, or I can teach her, you work your butt off because if this is what you want, you've got to know that you got to put in the work. And that is, and I'm teaching her that, and I'm teaching her that there is value in being your most authentic self, right? So be yourself, don't change who you are, don't alter who you are. Um, and then when you do that, that's where the magic happens. But I think that that reigns true for a lot of people, right? Mm -hmm. You will find You will find your people, you will find success, you will find and reach your goals when you, when we stop altering so much of who we are, right? And um, masking, you know, very genuine parts of ourselves. Um, and I'm not talking professionalism, but I'm actually just talking like, hey, you know, it is what it is. Like, I mean, there are times I don't, I don't alter who I am. I don't alter some of my cultural vernacular for people, right? Um, I just explain it. I'm like, hey, this is what this means, but I'm not going to not say it, right? Mm. I'll translate, right? So, <laughs> and that's kind of what um, I think is going to be different uh, with this next generation, because I think they're not interested at all. Mm. So, and I also think that, sorry, Badosh, that this generation is really not looking at borders at all. Like, for them, mm -mm. it's just like, am I a friend with you? Like, do we click? That's mm. what for them is important. And it doesn't matter for them from which part of the world you're coming from. I, I see it really a, a lot, like, like, hey, Paul, like, why are you even talking about that person is from Germany? I don't care. Yep. We just yep. use English and we speak, speak to each other. So what? And that's, that, that's it. it. And <laughs> it, it is that is very true. But very for, true. For me, like, I can identify myself with this thinking. And mm -hmm. according, according to the definition, I am one of the first millennials, right? So this mm. is why I have sometimes trouble mm. like being labeled as a millennial. So I don't know, <laughs> how do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as a millennial, as a typical? Uh, yeah, I, I am probably more millennial, even though I am. Um, so I am, I am a, so they actually call those of us who were, Early millennials, there's a, they also call us a micro generation. So another word for early millennials are called zennials. Mm -hmm. So those are those of us who grew up before the world of internet, but also had internet, mm -hmm. right? So 
because it's a very unique group, right? Like we knew the world, like we know encyclopedias and mm -hmm. dictionaries, but we also know like AOL and like we know chat rooms too, yes. right? Like these people oh, yeah. don't know. Like y'all don't know anything about ICQ, you know, dialogue. Yeah. It cost yeah, me dialogue. so much money. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like they, they don't they don't know the world of having like wait for a picture to download. Just like yeah. slowly. Right, like that. Very true. So, but I will say, I, I think I probably identified more millennial. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's just largely, I think it's a little bit of just how I'm hardwired. And then I think it's just a little bit of, um, yeah, I, I, I definitely think I'm more of a millennial. Like, I'm definitely a user. I'm a user interface snob. If something looks ugly, I'd be like, oh, I can't use this. Done. Delete it. <laughs> out. Uh, I don't want to go to the website anymore. Like, don't, don't let me go to a website that's not mobile friendly. Like, at that point, <laughs> no conversation. Like, it's just, thought, I don't even want, I don't want to do this, right? Like, oh, yeah. you know, just, uh, zoom in on there. On I, I think that's just like tech savvy person being picky. I think all, all of us have this. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not being picky. It's more on like. Well, not really it, picky. Having just the standard, let's say. Yeah, exactly. It's the standards yeah. today. And if you just don't follow the latest standards, like you are so beyond. It's like, exactly. no one, you just don't exist anymore. It's like, but let yeah. me, you've mentioned uh, last time we talked an excellent story. I really loved it. Yeah. And that was with that older gentleman that when he was leaving the house and he left oh. the, and then oh, picked yeah. it up. Can you say that? Yeah. Oh my God. So I, I think, um, and it kind of really goes to Barb's question too, but like, I was like, you know, when we think about generations, especially I think in the workforce, and I think this reigns across, everybody can relate to this. You know, we're now in this diversity and inclusion. I was like, bring your whole self to work. We want all of you to come. We want to, you know, but in reality, you know, Gen Xers and boomers didn't bring their whole self to work, right? Like, when they left, they left their home self at home. When they walked in the door, work self picked up, then they turned work self off and then they put their personal self on. And so I think it's very interesting where I think sometimes we're going to see um, some of the, I think the generations is going to start to get more interesting, right? Because we are asking, we're like, hey, bring your whole self to work. But if you got a leader who was like, no, you leave the rest of you at home, right? Like put on a tie, button up, you know, get dressed, like you're supposed to do this, right? Um, and, and really being, you know, stern and their version of professionalism, mm -hmm. it is because they have gotten accustomed to leaving portions of themselves at home and guising it as professionalism, right? And then, you know, when they go home, they pick themselves back up. Right. Um, and so I think now the conversation is going to really have to shift to authenticity, um, understanding authenticity and professionalism within that. Right. Because I think those two things are um, very important. Right. So I'm about to use some very I'm about to use some slang to kind of illustrate. Uh, and I know, but like uh, it's, it's a little bit of cultural slang, but you know, if I go to a, you know, some type of executive, I'm gonna be like, yo, what's up? How you been doing? Like, you know, yo, I was just chilling at the crib. Like, I'm not gonna do that, right? Like, so, <laughs> nobody, that's, well, I don't talk like that normally anyways, but, but do you get what I'm saying? So if that, that's not like, yeah, let's leave that portion back, right? But if I say, hey, how's it going? Or if I say, yo, instead of like, 
You know, I may say, yo, I may say that's dope. We're like, oh yeah, that's dope, right? Like, so there are certain things in common vernacular that that is, I think, is acceptable. Um, and the great example is if I say, yo, that's dope, and you say, oh man, that's great. Am I less professional? It's part of my vernacular. You just use great and I just use dope, right? So mm-hmm. it's a different language, right? And so how do we start to find the balance between authenticity and professionalism? Um, and probably one of uh, the questions I get asked the most by interns or like early career people is how do you not code switch? Um, how do you not, how can you still maintain a professional um, career and not feel like you have to alter so much of who you are mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. to fit in? That's, that's probably, so, and code switching is very common um, this, this next generation is not going to do it. Um, and some are probably being taught or advised to do it. They don't want to, which is why I think it's a common question that I get, right? Like, like, yo, you're not, you're not going to see me in a blazer. Like if I'm in, if, well, if I'm in the office, you know, if I wear a blazer, it's cause I want to wear a blazer, but you know, my, I'm going to be legit and I'm going to have some fly sneakers on. That's just like, that's my thing, right? You're not going to. You're not catching me in no heels. If I'm in heels, it's a date night or a wedding <laughs> or a funeral. That's it. Like those are those are it. That's it. If I'm in heels, it's one of those three things. It's not to be in the office, right? Like I'm usually in some like I'm I'm a huge sneaker fan, so I love my sneakers. You know, like specific Nike Converse. Like so that's my thing. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be myself, right? And and so teaching this next generation, it is excellence that helps catapult authenticity, right? Mm-hmm. So the more that, you know, um, I think my commitment to excellence is what right now in some shape, form or fashion affords me the opportunity to be authentic. Authentic. Mm. I remember in the previous company where three of us used to work, we actually <clears throat> once had an edu- started to have an education because of the younger generation and the the way they were dressing and mm-hmm. and and shoes that of course the company realized okay we need to adapt because it's a huge change but we still need to put sort of at least some rules so for example the girls shouldn't walk almost naked right so yeah, it wasn't I mean, appropriate to have like a top yeah. with just small stripe or almost everything is visible. So they just like, you can have a top, but it needs to be like, co- let's say you're partially covered, etc. Like mm-hmm. be yourself, but up to, let's say this point, etc. But I remember that suddenly we started to get lots of education because people just went too wild. And especially <laughs> I was a manager, uh, like we took, we three worked at the same department. So we had how many bodies? We were like 10 girls and 100 boys, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. Very strange all, ratio. Yeah. All oh programmers, okay, all developers. So as soon as there was a girl like walking in just like really just small, there was zero concentration, right? So all the guys were just looking at the girl and I'm like, God damn it, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> So it wasn't even like, oh, just be yourself, but please not here. I need them to work. You know, I need them to concentrate. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those things because I laugh, right? Because, you know, I have a friend, you know, and she, she works for the government 
She's like, oh yeah, no, no, we can only wear jeans on Friday. I was like, but do you work different on Friday in jeans than you do Monday through Thursday, <laughs> right? Like, does your work quality change? Cause you have, do you, like, we have to yeah. start to question maybe some of those norms, right? Like yeah. I don't work, you know, I pro- for me personally, I probably, if I had to be dressed up every day, I probably wouldn't work as well. Cause I like to be mm. comfortable, mm-hmm. um, you know, just when I'm working. And I think it's, once again, like I think about the Gen Zers, right? Like my daughter in the sweatshirts and the sweats, I'd be like, where are you going? Right. So I even see it now. I'm like, why are you wearing sweats to school? Like, this is insane. Uh, but it's, it's just, they're just different, right? Mm-hmm. And having to even, I find even as a millennial, as a parent, like seeing where some of my unconscious bias uh, generationally creeping into, you know, like with my daughter, right? Like, and, and, and going and I'd be like, where are you going? Right? Like, <laughs> I had, like she even, and, and it's, it's chilly. It's chilly here in uh, Texas today. And so, you know, she walked, she came down for school and she had some sweats on and I, I had, I was like, oh, don't say, don't, don't say anything. Just let it go. Just let it go. <laughs> right? So I had this internal conversation with myself because, you know, part of how I was raised was people would judge you by how you look and how you show up, right? And she has challenged me a lot. She's like, well, what does it matter? I'd be like, well, you know, you don't want people to judge you. Either. So it's, but it, it's a really good example of, you know, I think this next generation really starting to, you know, challenge. I mean, this, they brought, this generation brought back Crocs, which I appreciate, by the way, because they're <laughs> the most comfortable shoes ever. Um, but Crocs are a thing, y'all. Like, so if you think, if you think about, I, I think I, they, I, they kind of mark But I can tell you when, you when you mentioned the, the sweatpants, so I don't know whether it's right now still valid, but I remember here, you wouldn't even go with your trash out if you didn't put the makeup on. It was like, oh yeah, like, right? And I lived in Australia and for me, the when I just arrived there and I saw people walking with no shoes or they had holes in their t-shirt and I called my mom, I'm like, mom, they're so poor here. They, they don't have wear shoes and they have holes in the t-shirt. I don't know what's going on in here. It's like, it's crazy. Or you go in a train oh. and people with no shoes. And well, because I just, that was the image I just saw. And of course, by living there, I realized it's like, it's their way of, living like why on earth would i put on shoes on when it's too hot or who cares how i wear what i wear and how i wear it like i don't Mm -hmm. give a damn and i just get so used to that lifestyle and that's why i keep saying that i'm an aussie girl born in the wrong country because i just (laughs) love it they're just interested in people but they don't care the way they look or what they wear it was the same when a guy just literally went out of the ocean, water dripping out of him and went into the bank. And the, 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 the clerk was like, oh, how's the water, man? Like, come on, come wait, four o'clock, I'm going in. Here, if you would just walk in your swim costume in a the bank, they would just throw you out. Like, oh, you know, it's like they treat you as a human being and they just take you the, the way you are. And I just loved it. and, and the first six months was a struggle for me to, to because the way I was raised up and, and lived yeah. 
to get it and understand it. But then I was like, oh my God, it's just so liberating. It is like, yeah, I think, I think if, if you were to think about it, I can at least say for here in the, in the U.S., you know, culture was largely dictated by majority culture, right? And, and likely those who are wealthy, right? So, you know, some, some of the things that happen, but I think over time, you know, one, one of the things that you'll find, um, a lot of people, if you pay attention, hip hop usually drives the culture and what people wear, at least, oh, yes. you know, in the, in the consumer sector, right? But when you talk about professionalism and what people deem acceptable or not acceptable, it is largely driven by majority culture who have money. And I think what's happening is as Gen Zers are growing up um, and even millennials are growing up, they're shifting the ideas, mm -hmm. right? Of what's what, right? Like, so, you know, if I wore a suit, you know, I wore a suit to work because I could afford a suit to work, you know, in the forties and fifties and, you know, um, and different things like that. And so, you know, I think about black people, black people potentially wore suits. They liked, you know, like to look fly and all of that, but you wanted to be accepted by the majority culture. Mm -hmm. And so, so you, so you can start to, I, I think what has happened is a lot of what I like to question are social norms. Where do they come from? Where are they derived? Always asking myself why, like, is it really an issue? My daughter's wearing sweats to school. Probably not. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, and, and at that point, you know, how can we just continue just to examine even within ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And not pulling that that snap judgment, right? Because it's ingrained in us. Because you're, I completely agree with you. Because like, when I see all these kids walking around with sweats and Crocs on, I be like, what are y'all doing with your lives? Are you working? Are you doing anything? Like what? It, it, <laughs> but it has no bearing, right? It has no bearing on what they what they can bring to the table, what they're doing you know, how they're, it has nothing to do with that, but it's because it's been hardwired in mm. us, you know, that, hey, like, if you're not presenting yourself a certain way, then you are not worth, mm -hmm. right? You're not oh, valued sure. the same, right? And, and that, I think, is going to, this generation, I think uh, the Gen Zers are going to really challenge mm -hmm. um, and push it, uh, I, I think to the to the limit. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun and interesting uh, to see as more of them enter the workforce, uh, how the workforce um, will shift. I mean, this is a YouTube generation, right? Like I think this is why more and more companies are having to accept hybrid as an option. Like remote work is because this is the this is the group that's grown up with YouTubers who be like, I'm working right now on the beach in you know. <laughs> In, in Malaysia, right? Like, and I'm here for a month, right? And so like, this is, but, oh, I'm in France for the next month working. And so they want to be able to, this is a nomadic generation. This is a, this is, mm -hmm. a, I think this is, this next generation is a no strings attached generation. And the more that people can understand that and see that, you know, I, I think it's, and I think it's the best thing. I love Gen Zers. I don't understand them sometimes, but I still love them. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know where this is going, guys, but I'm, I'm behind you. I'll figure it out later. <laughs> I really loved it, what, uh, what Latoya said. Me too. And it, was, it was really, and, and I figured that out me too, like as well that not always I understand, but I'm like, 
Mm, I'll wait, or I'll ask someone that can explain it to me. <laughs> it was the same oh, yeah. with that server you mentioned. The la it was just before Christmas that our former team was like, hey guys, let's meet. And they mentioned that name and I'm like, what is that? Discord. That oh. Yeah, Discord. And I start like, collage, what does it mean? And oh, what yeah, is Discord, this? <laughs> That Discord was that's where that's that's the server. That's where the yeah. it's it's a very interesting it's it's a very advanced version of chat room, basically. But like guys, you know we yeah. had this already. Yeah. Like that it's it's not new. Uh you know, it, and then you talk about a funny thing, right? Um generationally, even when we think about internet and access to internet and like people talk, I, I get like they say how dangerous, you know, like things are, but I'm like, you guys, you don't understand. Like we were there in the wild, wild west. Like you don't know who you was talking to. Like they, like it, like there were no pictures. There was. Oh yeah. Yep, yep, yep. No, it was. I, I, I don't know if you guys remember, but like, um, you know, growing ICQ? up, I was like, oh, a a s l, like yeah, yeah. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Like, ICQ, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what's your age, sex, location, right? Like, like what were like that's I was like these kids don't know nothing about that life, right? <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> and so. It's interesting. Um, I, I find it funny. I, I think it's, you know, this generation, uh, well, this next generation, I think it's a, a bad rap for technology um, and their usage of technology. But um, I think when harnessed the right way, I do believe that it, it can ultimately really change. Um, it can change the world in a, in a very different way. The stories you get to see and hear that you never got to see and hear before um, like I would have never, you know, 20 years ago, we wouldn't have been all chatting. I wouldn't have get to hear about your culture and, you know, your experiences in Australia and, you know, what ways were like and different. I, I would have never, like, it just would have never happened mm. unless I actually hopped on a plane and flew out there. Right. And, and so those are the things I think about that, that really do make it, um, tech isn't the it's not the enemy. It's it's definitely it's I, I see it as a as a necessary. And I think once we learn how to get better at harnessing it for good rather than evil, you know, Internet trolls are very bad people. Uh, but nonetheless, <laughs> um, like how how can we really I think this generation is going to continue to figure it out. And they'll all this is new frontiers. Right. Like mm -hmm. uh, we're well beyond probably what our grandparents thought. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, like um, it was was possible, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, I don't know. Have you have you all seen the Jetsons, the cartoon, the Jetsons? I I saw it very. Okay, long you time see. Ago. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, you're shaking your head. Yes, I <laughs> see him over there. Uh, so the Jetsons, like I'll give you an example. The Jetsons, um, it's an older cartoon, but there was part of the cartoon where. The, um, this is the future, right? Oh, I, and, I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I so remember. This is the future, right? The dog, and they're so they're in these spaceships. Yeah, the flying car. Yeah, the flying cars and all of that, right? And and part of that, his boss would all his boss would call him on the phone, and they would talk to each other, right? But that was the future, mm -hmm. and so people had not like. No, granted, we don't have flying cars. For that, I'm thankful. Based on the way people <laughs> drive here in Austin. <laughs> But nonetheless, <laughs> but like it was, it was so far futuristic that we would be able to see each other and talk, right? Mm -hmm. And now, like it's it's such a normal thing now. But I think about growing up, I'm like, yo, that's that's like out of this world. You could call somebody and look at them. So you know, 
we're all living, you know, our parents and grandparents' wildest dreams, probably yeah. every single day, right? So it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I think how the this generation, the next generation, you know, I have what we call COVID baby. So he's different. He's very uh, already born, you know, during the height of a pandemic. Um, so he went from a very small world, and then we've started slowly expanding. You know, he, I mean, for what the first year of his life, he knew me, my husband, my daughter, my parents my best friend up the street and her two boys. That was his whole bubble for almost a year. Mm -hmm. Never been in a grocery store, never, like, never. Like, mm -hmm. our house, outside, my parents' house, my best friend's house. That was his world for a whole year. However, we did a lot of FaceTime. So, <laughs> or duo, like, I, we, yeah, I, have, yeah. I have a Samsung. So, he, we use a lot of duo. So, the second he hears a duo, ringing his face he's like, like he's, <laughs> he is ready like he is all smiles and cheat like he knows it very very well right he's it's like next level he he absolutely knows how to look at a camera contact engage with people who are on video because oh, that wow. was that is how most of his first world was that's how his world has been right like you know He's pretty popular at my job as well, right? Like they like they were like, oh, where's Mikey? You're like, yo, Mikey, how's Mikey more popular than me? Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but he's he's grown up in this world of video, and um, I'll give you another funny example. My parents bought him this little fake little toy, but it it had it looked like it had apps on it, but it didn't. And so we get it out for Christmas, unwraps it. He takes it out. And I told my dad, it's like, he's going to try to swipe that. That looks like a home screen. It's buttons, but he's going to try to swipe. My dad's like, no, he won't try to swipe it. It's like, he's going to try to swipe it. Get it, hand it to him. And he's he's trying to swipe. And so my dad had to show him to press. He's like, oh, buttons. okay. Press the buttons because it looked. I was like, you can't get my baby fake iPads, man. It's like, it's just cool. Like, I saw I saw similar somewhere on the internet. There was a baby who was trying trying to swipe a book. <laughs> <laughs> Not a book. Oh no! This well, is a I, book. Well, I will book. say, I will say the one thing that has held true that I think is really, I started with my daughter. We'll do the same thing with with my son, which is. Um, they're well, Mikey's slightly different because he's been introduced to the screens first. Um, but with our daughter, we actually taught her mouse keyboard. So we, I always have a desktop. So we actually, we have two desktops at our house. Like, like I'm, I'm straight old. Now this is the millennial in me. I absolutely have a desktop. Uh, so I have a full tower. So we have two towers, like mouse keyboard, whole nine. And so we taught her mouse keyboard. And that's how she used the computer. So when she got to kindergarten and they had desktops in the room, she was the only one who wouldn't try to swipe the screen because uh -huh. she knew how to use the keyboard. Um, because her teacher was like, hey, uh, she knows how to use it. Everybody else try to swipe. So we'll teach him, we'll teach him mouse and keyboard uh as well. But uh yeah, it's uh I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see, I guess, really what the future will bring in. 
Um, especially now we see more boomers are retired. Well, actually they're not, that's the crazy thing. I think we'll see, <laughs> they're still holding on, at least here in the States. Uh, <laughs> and Austin, especially the, the housing market is insane here. Everybody has to work. Uh, but you know, I, I, we'll start to see more and more boomers retiring. And so I think that's going to be super interesting, um, how the workforce will evolve as more boomers, especially because I think boomers were like probably somewhat the more stricter of the generations, mm. you know, as far as like whole self, like don't bring whole self, bring work self, right? Mm -hmm. uh, how the workforce will shift. Mm. So, and then you'll have Gen Xers and millennials. Um, but in about 10 years, it'll be ran by, most of the workforce will be millennials in the next 10 years. Um, and then, you know, you've got your Gen Zers who are coming on, um, who, the other thing I will say about this, because I know we're getting probably close with time, but um, I think the interest, the other big interesting thing about, I think I would add millennials, but definitely Gen Zers is there is no longer, companies don't have the option not to engage in social issues, right? I think that's going to be the other evolution, right? Like, you know, you know, I know you mentioned like the Black Lives Movement, you know, with the murder of George Floyd, um, people were watching and people were leaving companies, right? Like, mm -hmm. and so, you know, we look at all social justice, right? So you look at environmental, right? Like what's going on in the environment? Are you being a good environmental citizen? Those things matter to this next generation. Mm -hmm. um, and so companies no longer get to say, hey, well, you know, let's not, don't ask me about the green puddle in the back, right? Like, don't worry yourself with that, right? They, like, they're not, like, they're going to say, hey, what are you doing? How are you, how are you helping the environment? How are you investing in, in the future? You know, like, are you making good decisions, you know, carbon footprints, you know, are you doing things, you know, that are socially in line? Are you staying silent? Are you complicit? You know, are you participating? So uh, I, I think, you know, it started with millennials. I think Gen Zers, it, it is an, I think it's a, I think that's a deal breaker for some people, for a lot of them, mm -hmm. right? Like if you are not uh, socially aware, responsible or aware and responsible. Yep. Yep. So I think, yeah, I think social responsibilities is going to be even, you know, uh, companies who are going to struggle to be socially responsible are also going to mm -hmm. um, struggle, I think, with this as the gen as the workforce evolves. So that that that's probably going to be the other interesting uh, piece of it, for sure. And that's the end. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Latoya, thank you so much for for being thank here with us. Thank you for having me. Uh, guys, as always, uh, from me, Sugo Hashasmida. Bye bye. Bye everyone. Bye. Peace. This podcast represents our own opinions, experience, and our own ideas. We do not represent any official statement from our employers, and this is not their official channel representing the company.